everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Minor Fan Podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. On today's show, I'll be talking about yesterday's announcement of Eric Ten Hag as the new Manchester United permanent manager. And I'll also be talking about, to a small degree, the bomb threats to Harry Maguire's um, home um, yesterday. There were news reports suggesting that Harry Maguire received an email uh, with a bomb threat uh, to his home and the police had to investigate um, and search his garden and surroundings as a precautionary measure to ensure that the threat was not um, a, was not actually something to worry about so they did all the search just in case so i'll give you a bit more detail about that after this break don't go anywhere all right you're welcome back to the show thank you for staying tuned please don't forget to follow like or subscribe depending on the podcast platform you are listening to this podcast on and if you are on spotify please don't forget to give us a five star rating so that others can be able to see notifications about on the missions of my nfn podcast okay thank you so much for your usual support all right back to the show all right so eric ten hang has been announced as the manager of manchester united so it's a good news um again the manchester united pr working over time to deflect attention from the shambles of what our club has become and while the news should ordinarily give my united france goosebumps it isn't because the reality is the club is in a shamble you know when shambolic we're in the shambolic state and the club is in shambles really um the club is in disarray there are so many adjectives to describe the state of manchester united so everybody knows that Hendrik ten Hag joining manchester united is not going to solve the problems right now with the club there are a lot of problems with manchester united and merely changing the manager is not going to solve the problem as we have seen when Raf joined Manchester United, we thought that perhaps things will be different um, from the Ole regime. Ole took Man United to the level he could, but has been exposed to be a fraud because he made the team a counter-attacking team. And all the soccer's Ole had was when there were no fans in the stadium. So the season he finished third was the season of lockdown. Prior to then, the form of Manchester United was not exactly the very best, even though the Bruno signing kind of reinvigorated the team. But after lockdown, I mean, after the three months of suspension of the league in Project Restart, Man United started picking up lots of points, but they were done behind closed doors. The following season, the same thing. We ended up being second from the previous season where we ended third so people thought we were making progress but it was all a false position because the moment the fans were allowed back into the stadium things started to unravel 
Okay, so, and of course, the 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 sign of Cristiano Ronaldo really exposed um, how rotten Manchester United is because Man United cannot play counter-attacking football as long as Cristiano Ronaldo is in charge. I mean, rather, is part of the team. If you if you have Cavani in the squad or Marshall, yes, you can play defensive game and hit teams on the break. You know, but with Ronaldo, that's not possible because you don't expect a thirty-six now a thirty-seven-year-old to to pack the bus with you and expect to be running, you know, running hundreds and hundreds of kilometers to get to the ball from crosses from Janiel James or Rashford or Marshall or anybody who is playing on the wings. So a counter-attacking style will not fit Manchester United with Ronaldo because Ronaldo thrives on goal opportunities, which is has always been a problem with Manchester United because our strikers usually don't get enough service. In a game, they may not get a chance. They may get a one or two chances at most in a game if things are not going well. If things are going well, well, we may have a number of chances or the striker may not be even be able to be the one scoring the goals. He may be involved in creating the goals but not be the end of the goal because of the way we play. So, we all know that. So, this exposed only to be fraud and we started playing badly, lost games we shouldn't be losing and we're not just losing, we're using, we're losing badly and at the end, Ole had to be sacked and Ralph Rane came to replace Ole and we thought okay Ralph Rane is a better manager knows his onions can help instill some proper coaching into these players but it has not turned out to be this way because the players perhaps have not responded to Ralph Rane seeing that he's a temporary stopgap measure so there was no point killing for him and essentially they've down tools okay and that is why my united is in this state that is in right now with teams slapping us left right and center this is our ninth defeat the lost liverpool a few days ago on tuesday was our ninth defeat of the season in the premier league alone you know i don't i can't recall how bad Man United have been in a season where we lost nine matches in a, in a season in the Premier League. Nine matches. And these defeats, many of them are embarrassing defeats. We were humiliated in these defeats. Liverpool, we've considered nine goals to Liverpool. I think we've considered about six goals to City. And we've considered, um, we've considered four to Watford. At the Watford Stadium, we considered four to Leicester at the Leicester Stadium. You know, of course, we've lost at home as well. And I think most of our defeats are, even came at Old Trafford, really. Most of the away losses were to Leicester, Watford, and Everton, I believe. I, I, I think um, the remaining defeats, and yeah, well, with Liverpool as well. Those four have come away from home. The remaining five has been at Old Trafford. Not to talk about the number of draws we've had at Old Trafford. 
We've drawn with Southampton. We've drawn with Everton. We've drawn with Aston. We lost to Aston Villa at Old Trafford, okay? So we drew with Aston Villa away from home. So there are many mid-table teams and bottom teams that will be dropping points. Even the bottom three. Only Norwich was the one we were able to beat. And you know how that game turned out. Norwich were the better team. Adais at Old Trafford. At Old Trafford, they were the better team. They, whenever they attacked, they looked always looked like scoring. Were so easy to play against. But in the end, Ronaldo came to the team's rescue, and we won by three goals to two. But that game could easily have ended in a draw or a defeat for Manchester United if Ronaldo was not on the pitch. In their last, since the Spurs game, Ronaldo, if Ronaldo does not score, we don't win the games. Whether I draw or lose, if Ronaldo is not scoring, we played, we played Atletico Madrid. We drew at um, Wanda Metropolitano. We played Ultra Four. We lost. We played Everton. We lost. You know, if he doesn't score, we lose. Many games. If he doesn't score, we lose. You know, so it's so sad. If he had played against Liverpool, we would still have lost because um, there was no way he uh, we won't concede more than uh, up more than two or three goals at Anfield, and with the kind of the way we create chances, probably Ronaldo would have got only one chance, and maybe he takes it, and that is it, you know. So anyway, so back to Ten Hag. So it's clear that the Manchester United team have not responded to the appointment of Rafranik and hopefully the arrival of Eric Ten Hag will you know ginger the squad, revitalize the squad and not only that the recruitment and all all other processes, uh other areas of the team need to be addressed. Um the recruitment we need a new scout to scout properly and to sign the right players, not necessarily the the fantastic ones, but ones that are who have potential, you know, and who seem to be quite good and will fit the playing style Eric Ten Hag wants to instill in Manchester United. Then the director of football roles and all those roles. Hopefully, Rafranik will be given a lot of rain. I'm hearing that Rafranik may be spending only a couple of hours per month in the club, meaning these people don't like the truth. The powers that be don't want to hear the truth and are trying to curtail the wings. I mean, the wings of Rafranik and his influence. Because let's be frank, Rafranik has been very blunt in his interviews. He says things the way they are. You know, he stops short of calling the players imbeciles. He's very plain and forthright. That is what we all love about Rafranik. Any my United fan who really loves this club will appreciate the forthrightness, the the honesty of Rafranik. He says the truth and says things as they are. No pandering to anyone. And I mean probably that's why the players don't like him and the club is trying to you know, curtail his influence by limiting the number of hours that he works. Hopefully, he will make those hours count. 
Okay, so I hope Raphael Nick's influence will be felt for the next three years and he will ensure that there's a overhaul of the footballing structure of Manchester United. Those in recruitment, those in charge of food, those in charge of physical fitness. Our players are we are playing once a week and our players are falling like flies, breaking down like flies, getting in your left, right and center. Look at Pogba. Although some people are suggesting that he was failing an injury, so he has not to be part of the humiliating defeat to Liverpool. But he just returned from injury a few months ago and now he's struggling with injuries again. Okay, I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's truly injured. Look, Shaw is out for the rest of the season. You know, Varane is injured, you know, and some other players are injured. Mark, I mean, McTominay, Fred, although McTominay was on the bench, but, you know, he's not fully fit, otherwise he would have played, you know. So our players are falling down like flies at the moment, and they're playing one game a week. Liverpool is challenging on all fronts, and nobody is injured. At least, no main, no key player is injured. They're all fit. So this is a, a an indictment on the state of the, our fitness coaches or therapists or experts or whatever they are called um, at Manchester United. So there's a lot to be done. Um, in Manchester United, if Eric Ten Hag is to flourish, and hopefully he will be much part of that, you know, in terms of overhauling the structure, he and Rafranic. Okay, and I'm sure, if not, I'm sure Rafranic played a role in ensuring Ten Hag was appointed the manager. If it was up to the Man United um, ex players' advice, I'm sure would have gone after Mauricio Pochettino. And we'll be back to where we are, you know, after maybe six months or one year or something like that. So I'm I'm glad that Eric Ten Hag is Manchester United's new manager from next season. But does he really have the credentials to manage a club like Manchester United? Or are we being deceived? Or will it be another puppet like Ole was? And to a degree, Rafranik has. I'm trying to check out his um, credentials, and what I found is um, he has only managed four clubs. Yeah, throughout his entire career, he started with um, Go Ahead Eagles in the Dutch league for about a season or so, from 2012 to 2013, and he joined Bayern Munich. I think their second team or their reserve team and it was there for about three years from 2013 to 2015 then he joined Utrecht where he really flourished or when he started making his name so he was with Utrecht for three years before he joined Ajax um, which he has been till date he joined Ajax in 2017 he was in Utrecht from 2015 to 2017 and since 2017 he has been the manager of Ajax and he has been a good manager. He, we saw what he was, what his team did at the Champions League, almost getting to the final, um, at a point. But Spurs were able to knock them out on the way goes through after a late strike from Lucas Moura. Okay, so where they defeated Ajax by three goals to two in 
one of the most famous Champions League games you will ever see. So, anyway, so Eric Ten Hag, I'm checking out his um his the trophies he has won. Apparently, he has only won two trophies for in the, in the Dutch Premier League. He has won the uh, the Dutch league twice. Um, in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one, I won the Dutch FA Cup or Dutch Cup KMVB Cup. I won it twice in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one. I was last year, and I won one Dutch Super Cup. So those are the five trophies he has won. Okay, um, while he was at Bayern Munich, he won the regional league, um, uh, in Bayern. And I think that is what he, but that is not a major trophy. But the major trophies he has won are five, okay, according to Wikipedia. Okay, so my worry is he doesn't have a lot of credentials, you know, to be in charge of Manchester United in terms of trophies. Of course, when it comes to trophies, he has won more trophies than Ole or Afranic, but. Is it the kind of coach we want? Will he be able to succeed at Manchester United? Going by his CV, he might not if he's not allowed to have control on the footballing matters and who comes in, who goes out, the philosophy, things like that. If he's not allowed to implement his ideas, and we know that the Glazers tend to you know, limit what you can do. They tend to frustrate you like they did Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, when he came, there were some changes he tried to make, but as he continued to succeed, he continued to limit his influence. And he fell out with the, with the club, and the club sacked him when results were not going in his favour. So this, these are the issues. So I'm worried that Ten Hag does not necessarily have a fantastic CV. It is decent. Um, he's a winner, but we all know that the Dutch league is either Ajax wins or PSV wins or Feyenoord wins. Although you could say in the Premier League it is either Manchester City wins or Liverpool wins or Chelsea wins, right? In the last couple of years. But this has been the case for the Dutch league for many, for decades. Of course, there will be once in a while, a Alkmaar may break the, the the dominance of those big three, you know. But most often than not, it's either Ajax, PSV, or Feyenoord. Most times, it's Ajax or PSV. Just like we have in England, it's either Manchester City or Liverpool or Chelsea. Yes, Leicester may break a Leicester may break the the trend, a Blackburn may break the trend, but most times it's usually the big boys that retain the league. So we have teams just like in Holland, or just like in England in Holland, there's a big three, and so it doesn't tell us much if he is manager of one of the big three. But what it shows that he can manage a big club and 
I don't know what he's going to do. I expect that he's going to coach our players to be able to do the basics correctly at least because Man United has a talented team. What baffles me and many others like you listening is that the club does not, the players rather, they do not do the basics correctly. They don't run into space when they receive the ball or when they lay the ball to someone. You lay the ball, run into space. You just don't stand still. But our players stand still. And it's annoying because you they play the ball to feet and it's quite easy for the for possession to be lost because you are standing still. All the opposing player has to do is try and intercept the pass and they retain possession. It's so easy. So easy. So, this is what I'm talking about. Um, players cannot pass the ball, don't know when to press, how to press, um, position, poor positioning, like what we saw from Maguire against Liverpool. You know, poor positioning, poor marking, you know, no organization, everything poor, the very basics. You play a five man defense. Yet, you are caught open in four minutes. That is shambolic. That is terrible. That is embarrassing. At this level, and from Manchester United, even Burnley will not give up such opportunities. Burnley, Watford, Norwich, Crystal Palace, you name it. They will not collapse under four minutes if they are intent of packing the bus. It they will make it they will make life extremely difficult for Liverpool. Yes, Liverpool may win 2-0, 3-0, but they will be made to sweat for that victory. United hardly made Liverpool sweat. United uh, Liverpool were coasting, and many teams have been enjoying a free reign at Old Trafford this season. Have been attacking at will, playing United off the park, controlling the midfield, Leicester, Southampton, you name it, w- uh, Wolves. So this is the problem with Manchester United. We have a poor midfield. So we need to get the midfield to the level it should be. So also the defense. Then the attack will be able to take care of itself. Whoever you put there, beat Ronaldo, beat Rashford, beat any idiot you put there. All right. So that is what I think. So I I hope Raf I mean I beg your pardon. I hope Eric Ten Hag will be able to do that. Okay with reasonably a short period of time and I hope that his targets for the summer will be acquired for him be it 5, be it 10 or be it whatever you and I know that my United will not be able to do a wholesale change of the playing squad so many of these stupid players that we have causing trouble will still be here next season but at least they should be coached better and if they don't Confirm that they get kicked out. Their contract not extended. Bye bye. Your contract run out. Bye bye. Every bye bye. So many of our our players who were instrumental um, in the LVG years, uh, Jose Mario years, will be leaving this summer. So it's time for us to move on. Thank you for your service. It was nice having you, but it's time to go. We're time to move on because 
five years without a trophy is unacceptable. Hopefully, Eric and Hack can help us break the cycle of trophylessness next season. Maybe win an FA Cup, win a Carabao Cup, or an Europa League. Who knows? Because I don't think at this rate we are going to get to the Champions League. We are still going to play Arsenal and Chelsea yet. And I don't see us getting maximum points from those two games. We'll probably get one or three points. Who knows? We might win one, lose one, or lose two, or draw two. You know, you never can tell with Manchester United. So, Eric Ten Hag has a decent CV, five trophies, all in the Netherlands. He has a clear footballing philosophy, clear footballing playing style. We expect him to rebuild Manchester United, so we shouldn't be expecting trophies immediately. We should be patient with him, and we should not force him out, because... We Manchester United fans we want instant success, so we may want to force the man out if our players are struggling to adopt his system. But we need to let us pay the price so that we can enjoy a more sustainable future. So, um, if things go sour, let it go sour. But the players who are responsible for this sour taste we are, we are feeling right now should be should be removed from this club gradually faced out flushed out and a new set of players with a different mindset with a winning mentality with an attacking mentality and who can do the business correctly should be the ones to be in this club players like Wambisaka, players like um, fred mctominay they should gradually be faced out of this club you know so that is my take on eric ten hag um Hopefully, he will be successful as manager of this club. Alright, so back to the Maguire story. I won't spend much on this. Um, As a follow-up to... Oh, well. Cons- based on the embarrassment at Anfield, some angry fans, or some, one angry fan sent him an email threatening to bomb his house. And he had to call the police. And the brought sniffer dogs and some other experts to check his garden and check his home for any possible explosive device that would have been implanted in his home. But so far, nothing has been found, so it was probably a or an empty threat. So I think that is basically to be said. Um, he was perform- His performance against Liverpool was atrocious, was embarrassing, it was terrible. He was involved in the four goals the four goals that were scored he was involved in the errors that led up to the goal in the four goals that were considered at Anfield that is to show you how terrible Harry Maguire is and hopefully when Eric Ten Hag becomes manager of this club one of the first things he will do is to strip Harry Maguire of the captaincy and possibly bench him and begin to force him out of this club and not and ensure that his contract is not extended and if it is, it will be a benchwoman throughout the period so that the, the clown can demand to be transfer listed. You know? So hopefully that is all. Maybe Ten Hag can do something about him and he can at least do the basics right. You know? So um, that's it basically for this podcast. I want to thank you all for staying tuned. It took a bit long. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast. So I'll be back hopefully Sunday evening or Monday morning with another episode after the Arsenal game.
So thank you. Do enjoy your weekend. And bye for now.